In this week's episode, we talk about how you lie to yourself, why you lie to yourself, and how to just stop it already. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svee. I'm your host, Svee Hilsenrath. In the past few weeks, I've been doing a number of interviews for upcoming episodes of the podcast, and a common theme that comes up is the idea of self-deception, of lying to ourselves, how harmful that can be. And I thought I'd chime in with my own thoughts on it. I thought I'd expand on that idea a little bit. But before we get to that, I did want to share some gratitude. As always, thank you to everyone who's been listening. The numbers have been going up each week. Not that it's about the numbers, but... When I see the numbers go up, it encourages me to keep going. It can often be lonely sitting here in my office with just me and the microphone. When I see that people are listening, not only locally, but around the country and around the world, it gives me motivation to keep going. So thank you to everyone that's been listening. Now, we lie to ourselves all the time. It's human, it's normal, and it gets in our way. Dostoevsky said that lying to ourselves is more deeply ingrained than lying to others. So everything that we talk about in this episode, I'm not here to make people feel guilty about the lies they tell themselves. It's a normal human behavior. It's a harmful behavior, but it is normal. Let's talk about cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when our values and our behaviors don't match. Everyone has values, and when people hear the word values, too often they think religion. I want to reiterate, I think that values can come from religion, but all of us, religious or not, we all have values. Values are simply the ways we think we should be acting. When our values are one way, and our behaviors are another, it creates psychological pain. And we're going to get into that pain, we're going to get into why that pain is harmful later on in the episode. But for now, it's enough to know that this will cause us psychological pain. And to avoid that psychological pain, we begin to lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves for many reasons, and we'll get into some of those reasons later. When we lie to ourselves, we choose our behaviors over our values. And what happens is our values start to change. Instead of admitting to myself, that I'm doing something wrong according to how I believe I should be acting, rather than changing my behavior to how I think I should act. I change how I think I should act to fit into what I'm currently doing. Our behaviors are stronger than our values, as we've spoken about in our Values in a Jar episode. So this is cognitive dissonance. When our values and our behaviors don't match, it creates psychological pain, and we relieve that pain by lying to ourselves. Now, here's some more ways we lie to ourselves. One way is we minimize our actions. So, for example, if I'm trying to eat healthy, I have a donut. I say, "Uh, not so many calories in this donut. Ignoring the sugar and the processed flour and the oil. and It's not so bad. It's one donut. I'm minimizing my actions. I'm saying that what I'm doing is not so bad. I'm not saying it's not bad. It's not so bad. Another way we lie to ourselves We ignore the evidence. We see some people that smoke. Some of that smokes often, they know it's really bad for them. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming. 
They ignore the evidence in order to justify the behavior. And we see this one all the time in politics. No matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, right or left, there's probably good evidence against your beliefs. And you ignore that evidence to justify your beliefs. This is strategic ignorance. I know something, but I'm pretending I'm ignorant. Or I don't know it. I could find out if I did a little bit of research, but I'm going to ignore all that. I'm going to ignore the evidence that I either know or that I could know if I just dug a little deeper in order to continue doing what I'm doing. Another form of line. I borrow against the future. Now, there's multiple forms of this. One way, for example, an easy way to see it is with credit cards. I spend money on a credit card because I don't have the money now. In the future, I'll have the money, I tell myself. So borrow now against the future. Now, chances are I'm not going to have the money in the future, and now I get stuck in debt. I'll have time tomorrow. It's the same idea. I could do something now. I don't want to. I tell myself, I'll have time for this tomorrow, ignoring the fact that tomorrow I'll be busy too. So I'm borrowing time against the future. We lie to ourselves and tell ourselves that today I'm extra busy. Tomorrow I won't be as busy. But that's what I told myself yesterday. And so things get pushed off and pushed off and pushed off until they can't be pushed off any longer. And then they get done in a rush or not done at all. Here's a lie I tell myself all the time. I'm going to borrow against the future by staying up late. I'll stay up late. I won't get enough sleep. And tomorrow I'll be fine. I'm borrowing against future energy. Well, that's not the way we work. We need our sleep. When I stay up late, I'm borrowing against my energy tomorrow. I'm borrowing against my physical energy, my mental energy. And then tomorrow when I'm a wreck, it's because I lied to myself the day before. Here's another one having unrealistic expectations of ourselves. (laughs) This is one that I'm guilty of. It's when we plan more than we have time for. So I make my to-do list, let's say it's a Sunday, and I say, well, I want to do this number of things. If I looked at my list rationally, it'd be like, well, that's like a week's worth of stuff. And I'm going to try to cram it all into one day. Well, that's not realistic. That's lying to myself, having unrealistic expectations of what I can accomplish in one day. And then when I don't meet those unrealistic expectations, I feel bad about it. Here is another form of lying. Rationalization. Paul F. Tompkins, the great comedian, has a wonderful routine where he talks about his career and he talks about how he had been doing comedy and then it wasn't making enough money and he had to go back into retail, and he was really angry at the world because he was back doing retail instead of doing what he loved, which was comedy, and so he started stealing on the job. And he had a whole elaborate rationalization where he was being underpaid, and the store understood that since they were underpaying him, he would be taking videotapes, he was working in a videotape store, he was stealing on the job and rationalizing it. There'll be a link in the show notes to the whole routine because it's really funny. He calls himself a gentleman bandit because he didn't steal money. He only stole videotapes. It's very funny. But that's a great example of rationalization. Doing something I know I shouldn't be doing, but creating elaborate excuses for myself to rationalize my behaviors. Another great way to look at this is everyone does it. Everyone does this. Everyone knows this. No. One thing that happens when we lie to ourselves is we start doubling down on our lies. 
so that we don't have to admit that we're lying to ourselves. For example, subconsciously, someone has the following conversation with themselves. I don't want to admit I need help, so I keep doing an unhealthy behavior. This is not something I want to be doing, but since I don't want to admit that I need help, I do it. Then, I lie to myself again, saying, no, this is what I wanted to do all along. Then, there's evidence that says that I'm doing it is wrong, and I lie to myself again by ignoring that evidence. And then, when I'm confronted about my behaviors, I get defensive and say I'm being targeted, which is a lie. And on, and on, and on. So all these things become layers upon layers of lies. And the deeper we lie to ourselves, the harder it is to break out of the lie. And the more justified we feel in our lies. This is also how addiction works. Addiction is one giant lie we tell ourselves again and again and again. The addict will justify their behavior. The addict will rationalize The addict will borrow against the future, ignore all the evidence, minimizing actions, unrealistic expectations of self. All these things happen during addiction and it happens again and again and again. And it's one of the, and it's one of the reasons why addictions are so hard to break because the lie is so deep. It's so hard to face the mirror. We begin to believe our own lies. And when we begin to believe our own lies, that makes it harder to change our behavior. Because when we believe our own lies, it corrupts our values. Often I hear from clients who talk about not recognizing who they've become. And when somebody says they don't recognize who they've become, it's because they don't want to admit how they've been believing their own lies. How did I get here? You got here because you were lying to yourself and didn't want to admit it. I want to reiterate, this is all normal human behavior. It's not something to beat yourself up about. It's not something to hate about yourself, but it is something to address. I also want to reiterate that I'm not talking about lying to others. This is all the internal dialogue we have with ourselves. All right, here's some more ways we lie to ourselves. And there's overlap with all of these. You know, they happen, multiple lies happen at the same time. One thing is, it feels good now and I won't regret it later. Spoiler alert. You will. This is also part of borrowing from the future. You know, for <laughs> if I'm staying up late, I say, I'll let future Tzvi worry about that. Right now, I'm enjoying myself. I'll let future Tzvi worry about the effects. And this is a lie we tell ourselves when we have this future us. We tend to forget that the future us is us. We also lie to ourselves about our intentions. If somebody says, I'm only going to have one drink, one cookie, one whatever it is, when we know, because we've been here before, that we're going to have more than one. Another way we lie to ourselves, when we deny reality, whenever somebody says to themselves, this is not happening, that moment of this is not happening is the person denying reality, denying what is actually going on. When somebody says, this is not happening, that usually leads to bad decision-making, emotional decision-making, and not the best emotions. Addiction feeds on this is not happening, the denying reality. When I speak with addicts and they talk about the behavior they've been engaged in, they often say something like, it was as if I was somebody else. It was as if I was watching myself do it. It was as if somebody else was in control. 
because they deny the reality of what's happening in an effort to continue doing the behavior that they're doing. Another form of lying to ourselves, overconfidence. I can handle this. This is one of the more common ones, overconfidence. A great example is texting while driving or talking on the phone while driving. How often do we drive down the street and we see somebody either on their phone or texting? The person saying, well, I know. And again, they're ignoring evidence, right? They're ignoring the evidence that accidents happen when people are distracted. I can handle this. I can text while driving. I can talk on the phone, not on a speaker, you know, holding it up to my head while driving. My car once needed to be towed, and I was sitting with the tow truck driver. And while we were driving, I asked him about his job because this is something I, I like doing. I like asking people about their jobs. People enjoy talking about their profession. And, you know, I'm always curious. I'm always looking to learn. And he told me that pretty much all the fatal accidents he saw when they pulled out the body, there was a phone in the person's hand. They were either talking or texting. And he said all these people thought they could text and drive, but they couldn't. Overconfidence. Even more common than overconfidence, and this is probably the most common form of lying to ourselves that I see, is underconfidence. I can't do that. Yes, you can. This is usually fear-based thinking. When fear gets in our head, we start lying to ourselves and saying, I can't do that. Rudyard Kipling said, of all the liars in the world, sometimes the worst are our own fears. This is something I see all the time. One of the things that kept me from addressing my own issues, things like talking about my depression or anxiety, was fear. I can't talk about it because people will judge me. I can't talk about it because no one will understand. I can't talk about it. And every time I said, I can't do this, it was underconfidence. I didn't have enough faith in myself. Once I started doing it, that fear began to go away. But again, this I can't, if you ever find yourself saying, I can't do whatever, you probably can. It's underconfidence in yourself. You're selling yourself short. And like I said, this is probably the most common form of lying to ourselves I see. Now, why do we lie to ourselves? First of all, it's usually easier in the moment to lie to ourselves than to address what needs to be addressed. We want to justify our behavior. We did something that goes against our values. It creates that psychological pain. And we don't want to address it. So we justify our behavior. We don't want to admit to ourselves that we're at fault or weak or we're human and made a mistake. Often we're lazy because it's easier to push things off. Like we said, borrowing against the future. That's a lie. We're afraid. We're insecure. We're vulnerable. We're afraid of how others might see us. We're trying to conform to the group. This is a huge form of lying, often on social media, because we see the lies that everyone tells us on social media. We want to be like that. We want to feel like we're part of the group. So we change our behaviors, trying to conform, and it goes against our values. And now we're lying to ourselves. We're afraid of how we might see ourselves if we tell ourselves the truth about ourselves. We mentioned fears before. Fears are a big reason people lie to themselves. 
Here's the thing about fear. Fear always makes things seem worse than they are. We tell ourselves, we'll lie just this once. No one will know. We'll never do it again. Even though we know we're going to lie again. Once we've done it once, it's easier to lie again in the future. And that's another form of lying to ourselves. How does all this lying affect us? First of all, it creates a friction within ourselves, which we feel a need to resolve. It's the psychological pain of, I think I should be doing this. I'm actually doing something else that is extremely painful. And as we spoke about in the values in the jar episode, when we change our values to fit our behaviors, that also creates psychological pain. And so to avoid that pain, we bring in the next layer of lying. This can lead to anxiety. This can lead to depression. This cognitive dissonance is harmful. It forces us to make the worst possible decisions, emotionally driven by the least reliable emotions. Emotions like fear, emotions like anger, lack of emotion, like apathy. When we justify our behaviors and we lie to ourselves, it can lead us to act in ways that are harmful to others because we don't take responsibility for our actions. This leads to regret. Regret causes more psychological pain. And since we've been lying to ourselves anyways, what's another lie? And then it goes layer upon layer. How do we stop this lying? It's a practical, two-step process. First, stop and self-reflect. I recommend with a pen and paper or talking with somebody like a friend or a therapist, stop and self-reflect. Think of the ways you're lying to yourself. And the reason I recommend a pen and paper or, or talking to somebody is because if you're just going to do it in your head, chances are you're going to fall for your own lies again. So stop, self-reflect with something outside what's between your ears. Once you see how you're lying to yourself, step two, figure out what the cause of the lie is, whether it's fear, laziness, overconfidence, underconfidence, denying reality, all these different things we've spoken about, and face that. Face it. Face the cause of the lie. If you're afraid, do the thing you're afraid of. If you're overconfident or underconfident, address it. Do this now. Do it before your values change and you become someone you no longer wish to be. It's hard because lying to yourself is normal. It's a normal human behavior. We all do it. <laughs> I shared with somebody that I was planning on speaking about this and she told me she had just spoken about this at a professional conference, and two people came up to her afterwards and said, oh, we, we've never lied to ourselves. And that's a lie right there. I want to thank everyone who's been listening. Like I said before, it encourages me to keep going. It gives me motivation. I really appreciate all the people that have been reaching out, sending me messages through the website. Remember, if you have a question, if you have a topic you want to hear my thoughts on, please email me at thoughtfulmindpodcast at gmail.com. You can call and leave a voicemail at 732-523-0061, 732-523-0061. Leave a voicemail. Maybe I'll play it on air with your question. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, or all those things. If you enjoy the podcast, please take the time to rate it on iTunes. Write a review. That would be amazing. I really appreciate that. Like I mentioned before, it can be lonely, just the mic and me. And when I hear from you, it means the world to me. Stop lying to yourself. Go out. Believe in yourself.